Hi everyone, welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilosoff and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before I get started, I want to take a minute and introduce the newest Divorced Girl Smiling Trusted Professional. Her name is Carrie Jacobson, and Carrie is a divorce attorney and founder of Jacobson Family Law out of Columbia, Maryland. Carrie is wonderful. She has been a divorce attorney since 2015. She is a mediator and a collaboratively trained divorce attorney. And Carrie prides herself on finding effective resolutions to her clients' cases without going to court so they can have the best possible divorce outcome and post-divorce life. And I couldn't be more on the same page. So if you want to find Carrie, you can find her in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling, or you can find her at jacobsonfamilylaw.com. Dating after divorce. What can I say about it? I did it for a really long time. Parts of it were fun and exciting and sexy. And other times it felt like the worst thing in the world. It felt like I was never going to meet anyone. It felt like there were only losers out there and I was going to be alone forever. So I want to spend this episode talking a little bit about dating after divorce. Specifically, I want to start with five people you don't want to date after divorce. And these five people are based on true stories of people that I dated that I want you to look out for these red flags. So here are five people you really don't want to date. Number one is the trasher. So the trasher is the person who cannot stop trashing the ex. The person is constantly calling her the bitch or she's calling him the jerk or the asshole and they just talk about their ex too much. So to me, that says that person is clearly still in the thick of their anger, resentment and bitterness and they need time to heal, they need therapy, Doesn't mean it's a bad person. It just means it's a bad time. So that's the first person who I would avoid. And I'll tell you my experience with this. I was talking to this guy once and I was so excited because I knew he was going to ask me out. And he was so cute and I, I just thought he was adorable and I was so excited. And then we were talking and he said something like, oh, my wife the C, he actually said the C word about her. She has our son this week. And he said it like really in a passive aggressive kind of creepy way. And I swear I just never talked to the guy again. He was disgusting. And again, not a bad person, but clearly not over the divorce and not ready for a healthy, happy, romantic relationship. Moving on to number two, the sticker. Dated someone like this too. The sticker is the opposite of the trasher. He or she is sticking to their ex like glue. 
So I went out with this guy and all he talked about was how, what a great mother his ex was, how beautiful she was, how the guy she's dating doesn't deserve her. And then one time it just clicked and I was like, why isn't he trying to get back with her? And I never really found out the answer. I think I might have said, like, well, don't you want to get back together? You seem really complimentary. And he was like, no, no, no. And I think that she didn't want to get back with him. And this guy was a really, really good guy. And I found out later that this guy was dating all these other women besides me. And I didn't like that at all. So I stopped dating him. And do you know, I just ran into him after like 10 years and he's still single, he looked great, he was adorable, still is, but he still isn't in a relationship and I have to believe that he never got over his divorce or just always wanted to get back with his wife. So watch out for that. I do wanna clarify, I think it's great when exes get along and that if somebody that you're going out with talks about his or her ex in a complimentary way, that's not a red flag. That's a good thing. But remember to spot the difference. Number three, the drinker. So I believe that people going through a divorce are very prone to alcohol addiction for two reasons. One, they're stressed and they're using alcohol to numb their pain and anxiety during the divorce. And two, I can only speak for myself, but when I was going through a divorce, I found myself at a lot of bars, parties, and restaurants, and on dinner dates. And that's really, those are places that foster drinking. So just be careful because you don't want to end up with an alcohol problem and now you're getting divorced and you're an alcoholic and you have to deal with that. So if you're out with somebody and he or she is ordering all these drinks in a short period of time, I see that as a red flag. Not saying the person isn't a good person, not saying the person's an alcoholic, just be aware of it. And please, please don't ever get in a car with somebody who's been drinking, like maybe even more than one drink, and please don't go to someone's house that you don't know very well. Number four of five people you don't want to date after divorce, the mean streak person. So this is a true story. I went out with this guy and I just loved him and I wanted it to work out so badly. He was very charismatic and he was fun and he was funny and everyone loved him. And one time, completely out of nowhere, he was very mean to me. And I felt like somebody had just swapped out his personality with somebody else. And after that night, he went back to being nice again. And it was very strange and upsetting to me. And my theory is if you see that in a person, even once, you will surely see it again. I never saw it again because that was the end for me and I could never look at him again after that. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with Jackie Pilisoff. I am talking about five people you don't want to date after divorce. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to get to number five. And after I finish number five, I'm going to talk about four dating stories of my own 
that will help you if you're frustrated with dating, if you feel like it's hopeless, and maybe I can help you shed some light on that. I'll be right back. Divorce is a major life transition that deserves attention and care. If you are faced with divorce, you might feel alone, confused, unsure of what's next and where you need to be. There are decisions to be made, conversations that need to be facilitated, and financial implications to weigh, and the list goes on. So if you are looking for help in these areas to understand all the steps and develop a plan of action critical to feeling empowered and taking ownership of your new life, I would highly recommend divorce coach and parenting coordinator Sherry Morris. Sherry practices as both a divorce coach and a parent coordinator. She's trained as a lawyer, yoga instructor, and is also an author and a mother. I just love Sherry and I'm so excited to have her on the Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professionals team. If you want to schedule a free consult with Sherry, you can reach her in the Trusted Professional section of Divorce Girl Smiling or at DearDivorceCoach.com. I also want to take a minute to recommend licensed clinical professional counselor and therapist Julie Walton. Julie is committed to supporting individuals, couples, and families in navigating diverse, complex issues. She has extensive experience working with adolescents and adults who struggle with anxiety, depression, trauma, abuse, family conflicts, and transitional life events, including, of course, divorce. She's a trained divorce therapist and a certified divorce mediator, which she earned at Northwestern University. Julie has tons of experience. She's a wonderful person, very compassionate, and very, very dedicated to the profession. So you can reach Julie at NorthShoreReach.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilosoff and I'm your host. Today I'm talking about five people you don't want to date after your divorce. Number five is the jumper. So this is the person who loves to be in love. Their divorce isn't even final yet and yet he or she is talking about moving in together, marrying you, and you've known the person for a couple of months. So this is somebody who, again, isn't a bad person, maybe desperately doesn't want to be alone, maybe the person's spouse is getting remarried with the person they left him or her for and they want to kind of keep up. So be really careful. I dated somebody who was a really, really nice guy and I think it could have worked out, but he rushed it so much and it was just too uncomfortable for me. I wasn't over my own divorce. I knew that he wasn't over his. And it was just very, um, and it was just very harsh and very apparent that this guy really wanted another wife quickly. Not saying that's a bad thing, just be on the lookout for it and make sure that 
you pace the relationship. And if the person isn't willing to do that, then you have really no choice other than to end it. I want to move on to a few stories of my dating after divorce escapades, <laughs> which there were a lot. And hopefully these will help you because I know that dating can be frustrating and I'm sure you have your own escapades and awful stories that you could share with me. And I remember just feeling like, oh my gosh, these stories are so unbelievable. I need to write a book. A lot of people say that to me about their own experiences, so I get it. So the first story I want to tell is that shortly after I got divorced, I met a guy and we hit it off and he lived in a different city and he decided to come to Chicago to visit some of his friends and he decided to come see me. And we went out a couple nights and I was kind of like, I like him, but I wasn't like, you know, over the top or anything. I don't even think we kissed. And the day he was leaving, he asked if I would drive him to the airport. And I was like, sure. And then this was, now I'm going to say this was back in 2009 or 2008. So iPhones were really becoming big. And this guy was like a very gadgety kind of guy. He had all the bells and whistles and every new technology that was out there in music, television, and of course, phones. So he showed me his iPhone and he was like, isn't this cool? You can do this, this, and this. And here we are standing in the airport and he's getting his bag out of my car. And he just asked me to hold his phone for something or asked me to look at something. And then all of a sudden, this text pops up and it says, honey, we're out of milk. Do you want me to pick some up before you get home? Swear to God, I'm not lying. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was so shocked. My jaw was on the ground and I was just so happy that I didn't fall for him and I didn't care anyway. But can you imagine how somebody would feel if they fell for this guy? So I said to him like, what is this? And he goes, oh yeah, that was his response. And he's like, I was gonna tell you, it's not working out anyway. I mean, I, I can't make this up. So it was really, really disheartening. All right, that's the first story. The second dating story I wanna share is when I was younger, before I was married, I met this guy through mutual friends and he wasn't really particularly attractive, but I was in my sort of like, oh, I wanna be open-minded and he had a good personality and I didn't have the best self-esteem at that time in my life. And we dated for a little while. I mean, he had a really funny sense of humor. There were a lot of pluses to him, really liked him as a person. So, one night we went out with another couple and they were mutual friends of ours. And he was kind of mean to me and like distant the whole date. So after the date, I said like, hey, what's wrong? Like, did I do something? And he turned to me and said, I feel like I should be in love with you by now. And I'm just not. Okay, I swear I was like, 
Can it get any worse? First of all, who asked you to be in love with me? And secondly, like to say that to someone and maybe he thought the honesty was a good thing. It was so hurtful and so awful. But honestly, it worked out so well. And the moral of this story is that if you're settling, the person can probably tell. And maybe he was just going off of the vibes he was getting from me. All right, story number three. So I dated somebody for a really, really long time. And when we broke up, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. It was sort of like we decided that we weren't going to get married and it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going any further. And I think he wanted to get married and I just knew that he wasn't the one for me. And I think he knew deep down that really I wasn't for him. But anyway... Things went from us being friendly to, I think he started to want to get back together and he was upset because I started dating somebody really quickly after. And I think he wanted to hurt me. So one day we were talking on the phone and he blurted out, just so you know, I cheated on you the whole first year we were together. I swear it made me so sick. And then it caused me so much rage that I became psychotic. I called all of his family and friends and asked them if it was true, and they all thought I was psychotic. I have to tell you, that one hurt me so much. And he told me, I wanted you to hurt as much as me. That's why I told you. And I just think that says so much about a person. And then to look back and say, wow, I dated him for that that many years, and this is the kind of person I was dating? And let let me tell you what the takeaway is. Glad I didn't marry him. (laughs) All right. Last story is about a guy I dated who I call him the hot and cold guy. And this guy was so up and down, sending me mixed signals. So the first time I met him, it was all hot and heavy and we were really into each other. And then I didn't hear from him for like a few weeks. And then we got together again. It was all hot and heavy again. I was like, okay. And then he said to me, like, I'm sorry. I was just getting out of another relationship. So, of course, my naivety was like, oh, great. Now I know the answer. Everything's going to be perfect. So then we ended up going on a couple dates and everything was great. But then it was like this pattern of I wouldn't hear from him for a couple weeks. And then I would hear from him and then I didn't. And then it was hot and cold and hot and cold. And I swear it was the worst year of my life. Yes, everyone. I said year. I let this behavior continue for a whole year. And let me tell you something. Dating somebody who is hot and cold resulted in these super high highs combined with constant disappointment, frustration, and resentment. And then one day I said to myself, you know what? Screw this. I deserve better. I don't know how I got to that point, but you just get to a point, I guess, when you're ready to start liking yourself and dating people who you feel deserve you. And... I think that dating someone who is hot and cold just makes you feel bad about yourself all the time. That's all it does. 
You can be on top of the world only to be pulled down again when he or she decides to take their love away and be cold. And what I want to say about the hot and cold guy is that I don't think it had anything to do with me. Although the next person he dated, he dated for, he's still with her after over a decade. So maybe it did have to do with me, but maybe not. The person could be unhappy in their own life. They're in a bad place. They might have self-esteem issues. It just might be bad timing. But I think that if this person treated me like this and has never apologized to me, that says a lot about the kind of person he is. So with that said, a deep, meaningful, happy, healthy relationship is one that is not hot and cold, but that is hot and hot, feeling warm and loved and cherished all the time, not just sometimes. And people that are listening, please don't settle for anything less. It's okay to be alone until the hot and hot gets here. You don't have to settle for somebody who doesn't treat you the way you want to be treated and the way you deserve to be treated. So I hope that helps everybody. If you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals, I'm talking about divorce lawyers, divorce mediators, apps, dating coach, jewelry buyer, divorce coaches, financial planners, mortgage lenders, therapists, real estate agents, and more, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com and go to Trusted Professionals. You can also listen to more podcasts, read articles, or sign up for my free consult. I really appreciate your listening, and I want to wish you all the best, and I'll talk to you real soon.